0: Listen to Nerdwallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
1: Oh, wait, fellas.
0: Now, let's talk
2: Ole Miss Sports with Chuck.
3: Hottie Toddy, Rebel Nation. Welcome to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline, the April Fool's Edition. I, you know, Yancey, I've, I've never been uh, much on April Fool's. I don't mess with that too much, but I've had some April Fool's stuff played on me, I can tell you that. I love them. My wife just doesn't like them.
4: <laughs> she doesn't like any bad surprises.
3: <laughs> well, did you do anything to her? Did I didn't. You... No, I didn't. let it, have, let too, it go Too many huh? years
4: of fights through that, I, I gave up
3: on it. Yeah. Hey, great weekend for the Rebels and... Uh, baseball and softball over the weekend. Go to Arkansas, take two out of three from the number eight team in the country. Uh, uh, the Rebel softball team hosts Florida, who is nationally ranked, take two out of three here. Um, I mean, there's softball fever on this campus right now and and, and some baseball fever building, too. Yeah, as far as Mike over there at the softball,
4: you, you know, wasn't all just about that pitcher and that little nice little run they had for a year or two. But now with the new group of players, he's got them playing at a high level again. So I think that kind of answers all the questions about him. And then baseball, it was just good for them to start playing like themselves again and, and really start to hit the ball, get some two-out hits. Really started with Gray Kessinger's big two-out hit. Uh, Saturday against Arkansas that propelled them to win the game and then it continued Sunday and they they played their best complete game of the year I
3: thought well I don't know if I would agree with that but they played more like themselves um, you know they they gave up a big lead Sunday and and you know they
4: that wind's didn't, blowing out in that stadium it, it's it's easy it, to lift them out
3: yeah yeah I agree and um, but let me just say this to me, they played more like what we expect them to play Saturday and Sunday. They won a close game and then they came back and showed some confidence, showed some looseness, and just didn't didn't let losing the lead bother them, and then just blew them out ten to five. I mean that's that's a big win at Arkansas. Mike's always Mike Bianco's always had success against Arkansas, though. I said that last Monday, either there or here. He's I don't know, just some reason he's got their number. Uh, I'd like to know his career winning percentage over Arkansas, but I, think I he bet he's got a winning
4: record. Thirty-one and twenty-three going into yeah. the matchups. So yeah, I don't so know.
3: thirty-three and twenty-four. That's pretty yeah, good in
4: one the SEC. last four series. But moving, uh, moving Cole the big Z to the five hole, and then moving Ryan into the one hole. You know, Cole had seven hits. I think mm-hmm. Ryan had six hits in those two games, Saturday, Sunday, that he made that move. I don't know if that's by coincidence
3: or not, but I'd expect to see more of that line up from here on yeah, out. Yeah, I do too. And uh, you know, had some fans that oh great Kessinger. he needs to be benched. He's he's the only reason he's playing because he's a Kessinger. He's batting three forty two in the SEC folks. He's yeah. second on the team. Cole's batting 343 three forty three in SEC. Yeah. They're the only two players that, on that. the team that are over three hundred in SEC play. So, you know, some of the relic, relic, ridiculousness that comes out of uh, and fans. And you wonder mouth.
4: why Bianco would not let his boys play at Old Miss.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's on Tap brought to you by Library Sports Bar, home of uh, big screen television with a lot of sporting events and and obviously great entertainment all the time. Oxford's most popular watering hole. David Johnson will talk to us at 6.15 about this softball fever that has swept through Old Miss. And at 6.30 we'll have hitting coach Mike Clement talk to us about a lineup change who's swinging it well and who needs to step up more we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the cannon motors of mississippi rebel yell hotline hang tight
5: Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle, from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland to test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet, find your road.
1: If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV.
6: Why get iPhone 10s on the C Spire network? For that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji. <laughs> for Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone 10s dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants. Oh. Get the most from iPhone 10s with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone 10s and C Spire, for every moment. C Spire, customer inspired for a limited time, buy the latest iPhone, get one on us. Details at c
2: The farm provides us with many things and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit firstsouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
3: Welcome back to Cannon Motors, Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Is your phone a little rough around the edges? Finally, there's a single place you can trust for all your phone repairs, C Spire. C Spire stores from Brandon to Tupelo are now a certified phone repair location. They can fix any problem on any device from any carrier now. In most cases, while you wait, stop by today. C Spire, customer inspired. Uh, Mark McMillan, the operations guy for baseball, wanted me to pass along something uh about the Ernie Labarge Bullpen Club. The ELBC was established 35 years ago as made up of Old Miss Baseball's most loyal fans. Membership levels vary in price and are accessible for all to join. Members enjoy weekly newsletters, Thursday night meetings, on field batting practice access, and more. So join the Ernie Labarge Bullpen Club.com. That's where you can join Ernie Labarge Bullpen Club.com. For instance, this Thursday, the meeting at the Diamond Club at 6 o'clock before the Florida Series. Uh, Mike Clement will speak, and then uh, people that attend will get a tour of the $19.5 million baseball performance center. Found out today uh, from our buddy Ben Garrett-Yancey that Dom Olenichek, Zach Naylor, and Brian Hallams are all entering the transfer portal. So that uh, sprees up two or three spots for uh, uh, Kermit Davis to sign more players. And, you know, I get it on Dom's part. Dom probably needs to change schools because with who Kermit signed early and who he's expected to sign here pretty quickly, Dom's playing time was fixing to get hurt.
4: Well, I mean, you're just going to bring back it looks like uh, the four, uh, the two uh, junior and senior guards and Tyree and 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 the two freshmen and the two freshmen and plus uh, Carlos Curry, the one that yep. redshirted. Exactly. Those five, and then there'll be eight new players, four from the yep. fall, and it looks like four now from the spring.
3: Um, I think somebody, I think Ben was saying there might be just three signees, but we'll see. Um, let's go to the control room now, with Jack Schultz. Ole Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino.
2: It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags
7: on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly.
6: Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss.
7: The Ole Miss baseball team capped off a great weekend in Rebel Sports on Sunday. Mike Bianco's team back-ended its series at number eight, Arkansas. The Rebels lost a close game on Friday 5-3 and then won on Saturday 4-3 thanks to an RBI double from Gray Kessinger in the top of the ninth to give his team the eventual winning run. On Sunday, the Ole Miss offense beat up the Razorback relief pitching to take the series with a 10-5 win. They return home for a series with number 21 Florida this weekend, beginning with a 6 first pitch on Friday. Ole Miss is now 20-9 overall, Five and four in SEC play, ranked number 18 nationally. Meanwhile, the softball team back-ended their series as well. This one at home against number six Florida. A pair of those games going to extra innings. The Gators won Game One five to two in 15 innings on Friday, but Ole Miss responded with a walk-off grand slam by Abby Latham to win Saturday eight to four and even the series. Mike Smith's team took the series with a three to one win yesterday. The Lady Rebels are now 24-9 and overall, 5-3 and in SEC play, traveling to Belmont for a weekday game tomorrow and at Kentucky for the weekend. In football news, the Grove Bowl is scheduled for this Saturday. The Chucky Mullins Courage Award ceremony is set for 11:30, and the scrimmage at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium will begin at 3 p.m. That's the latest news in Oxford. Back to Chuck and Yancey.
3: All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, Okay, uh, we're hoping to get a text from Ben Garrett sometime during the show uh, about a big basketball commitment. But it's a twenty twenty guy, six mm-hmm. ten guy out of Arizona, a wing player. I love six ten wing players. My goodness, can yeah, they're shoot, on. Can drive, can...
4: They're on quite a few of them, Chuck. Uh, you look up and down the the guy the prospect list that we put up, and uh, you know there's. That's a common theme. They're all in that 6'9, 6'10. A lot of them playing three, even a couple of them playing the two in high school. So, you know, they're skilled guys that can play uh, with your face or to the back to you. So, uh, they're going to get longer and and, and a better rebounding team for sure. Yeah.
3: We hadn't gotten to see much football this spring. So, I don't have a a great report, you know, to to (laughs) get people on Rebel Wheel Hotline. But, uh, you know the times we've been out there the limited time we're, we're allowed out there, the media I'm speaking of uh, it's intense it's enthusiastic I, the defense looks like uh, they're going to be a little better, a little deeper than they were last year, they got to be a lot better though, really yep. uh, offense looks a little inexperienced, which you would expect when you lose as many linemen as many wide receivers and the quarterback uh, but they look Fairly talented. I, I'm not disappointed in the talent level f- from what I can see, and but it's, they're going to have to mold. It's a process, and it's you know that's the way it is.
4: Uh, I think the development of Jalen Cunningham, if he can develop in time for next year, probably the most important guy that I can think of because the O line, the depth is not there that it's at the other positions yeah. right now. Now you're going to get seven new guys in there in the fall. But none of them went through spring practice, and they're that's all right. going to be right. eighteen-year-old kids, and that's a lot to ask for that's one right. of them to jump yeah. in there.
3: Cunningham, to it, uh, Hamilton Hall. Well,
4: I've, I'm i kind of counting uh, already uh, uh, to it now. Hall would be another great one yeah. addition there to some of those really guys develop because they got a lot of upside.
3: Yeah, some of those guys have got to step up. There's no question about it. Um, also, I you know I want to see somebody. Become the go-to guy at wide receiver. I think Miles Battle is trying to do that. Uh, Elijah Moore, obviously in the slot, showed that he can do it. But um, last year, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how that and, develops.
4: And the interesting development is in this new style of offense. You know, we're hearing that a guy like Elijah Moore and Tyler Knight are going to be getting a lot, a lot more carries. Well, I guess Tyler got some. I guess Tylen will be used more. In the passing game, and more will be used more in the, in the running game, game than what yeah. they saw in the past. But they really want to be multidimensional, get them out in space against the second and third level, yeah. and let them make plays. Which
3: I like. I like all that. Uh, and you know, I, I'm hearing Matt Corral, quarterbacks doing good things. I'm a little, little concerned about a backup right now. Nothing but true freshmen back there. Uh, but. Anyway, we'll talk about, more about that after the Grove Bowl next Saturday, and we'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight.
5: Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal, nobody. Chevrolet, find new road.
1: If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander ht go 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander ht go 56 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV.
6: Why get iPhone 10s on the Cspire network for that business trip to Chicago when your son sends a funny memoji? <laughs> for Aunt Ella's birthday where your iPhone 10s dual lens camera takes the picture everyone wants? Oh. Get the most from iPhone 10s with twice the nationwide LTE. iPhone 10s and Cspire for every moment. Cspire, customer inspired. For a limited time, buy the latest iPhone. Get one on us. Details at CSPAR.com.
1: A Van Aken's diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. A Van Aken's mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with a Van Ackens diamond because you know she's worth it. Van Ackens Jewelers, store at downtown New Albany or vanackens.com.
2: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
3: All right, welcome back to the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're now very pleased to have with us our our cohort. Um, good Lord, how many hats does this guy wear, mm. David Johnson? Uh, recruiting <laughs> softball, football, basketball, hoops, uh, AD, whatever. He, he <laughs> The copy machine, I call him. David, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Chuck. How are you all tonight? We're doing great, but... Uh, you know, right now, it looks like Ole Miss is consumed with uh, softball fever, man, and, and you're right in the middle of it. You're loving it too, huh?
8: Yeah, how about that? I'll tell you what, I you know, I kind of started covering them about four years ago when they went to that first regional. You could kind of tell early on Mike Smith had the right vision for what he was going to try to do here in Oxford with that softball program. Chuck, that had really been just the doormat of the SEC until he got here. And, I mean, you fast-forward to year five, and they've been to three consecutive NCAA tournaments. Uh, they're ranked number 12 in the RPI ratings that were released today. They're definitely one of the hottest teams in America. Put up a 15 and three record in the month of March. New Top 25 polls will be released tomorrow. Uh, they've got a chance to break into the national Top 10 for the first time in wow. program history. Took two or three from the Florida Gators this weekend against what many consider to be the best pitcher in America in Kelly Barnhill and hung two losses on her. So, uh, yeah, to say old Miss softball is red hot right now would probably be an understatement.
3: And, and, and David set an all-time series attendance record over the weekend in an electric atmosphere.
8: Listen, well, absolutely incredible. I pull up to the stadium on Friday night, and I generally get there twenty twenty five minutes before first pitch, and it's never a problem. Chuck, I couldn't find anywhere to park Friday night, man. I mean, it was it was that bad. I mean, it was good. Let me say let me say it like that. But uh, you know, both sides of the outfield full. The left field firm. uh they're sitting on the hill out in right field. There's not a seat in the stadium. And it it kind of stayed that way the entire weekend. They smashed the three-game series record for attendance. And, uh, you know, they're making waves right now, and and Rebel Nation's paying attention
4: to it. David, I said earlier that some people might could have questioned uh, Coach Mike and said, you know, just uh, a little run. They had that one or two years, especially that one year, uh, where they made that nice run. But now with a new group of girls in there, he's kind of solidified that this wasn't just a little uh, one- or two-year run.
8: Yeah, no doubt about it. They've made the tournament in 16-17. Of course, that's when they won the SEC. They made the NCAA tournament again last year. They're well on their way to making it again this year. And, you know, one of the forgotten things about this, we're all caught up in the excitement right now of what this team can do, but, gosh, they are young. I mean, when you look out there at their everyday lineup, there's only going to be two that are leaving this year, and that's Brittany Finney and Kylan Becker. Now, that's two wow. really good ones. But everybody else is back next year, and he's got six girls he signed as part of this latest recruiting class that are going to be able to come in and make impacts, too. They're all impact signees. And uh, he's got this thing rolling downhill here, and it's, it's gaining steam. And it is fun to watch. It's fun to cover. And uh, they're winning on a national level.
3: Well, so, so let's talk about Kylan Baker center fielder <clears throat> hitting four eighty six, um, in the chase yeah. for sec batting average and, and hits crown. Uh, she kind of makes the team go, doesn't she?
8: Yeah. You know, if this were football, she'd be a first round draft pick. She is the motor for that team. Uh, you know, her own base percentage is, is somewhere in the neighborhood of 600, if you can believe that. Uh, I think she's second in the sec in hits and, uh, She's third in stolen bases. She just, she's a catalyst for that offense. And then you have the girls hitting behind her now that are starting to hit and hit with power like Abby Latham, Autumn Gillespie, Brittany Finney, Amanda Roth, and uh, Kylan is the table setter. And she is also a, a gold-glove caliber center fielder as well. And uh, one of the best players in the SEC. I think she'll be in the running for the SEC Player of the Year award.
3: And you spoke of Latham, uh, she had two home runs over the weekend when the Rebels won 2 out of 3 from Florida. One of them was a walk-off grand slam, correct?
8: Yeah, she ended Saturday night with the walk, Saturday afternoon with the walk-off grand slam off Kelly Barnhill. Remember, Barnhill's one of the country's best pitchers, a uh, multiple-time All-American. And then she starts off Sunday's game in the bottom of the first inning with another home run off Barnhill. And she really wow. Played an important role this, this weekend in that series. And, uh, you know, it's it's just been an awful lot of fun to watch. They are a very good team. And, you know, back when they made that run in 2017, guys, I think anybody that watched that, you kind of knew they did it because Caitlin Lee got hot. And she was tough to beat in the circle. That's not the case with this team. This team has bona fide, legitimate, uh, you know, SEC caliber players They've got the pitching They've got the hitting They've got the, 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 the speed And they have the coaching they, uh, they can go a long, long ways I talked to Mike Smith after the game yesterday After they clinched the series against Florida And I just kind of put him on the spot I said, it's probably an unfair question But your expectations for this team right now He didn't hesitate It's Oklahoma City And that's where the Women's College World Series is
3: Um, Molly Jacobson, JUCO transfer from Iowa. You had a great line about her. Uh, She pitched 19 innings this weekend versus Florida. And you you call her kind of the difference on this team, but you said tough as nails and salty as seawater. I love that.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she is. She is, and uh, she got a a well-deserved accolade this afternoon from Softball America, naming her one of the three top mid-year transfers in the country. And um, she certainly deserves that. She's 10-2 and 2 on the season. Her ERA is like 1.85, uh, somewhere in that territory. Uh, she struck out more than innings pitched, and uh, she is the workhorse for this team. And, and just imagine pitching 19.2 innings, and in a three-game series you expect 21 innings is what you're playing. It's seven innings a game. Uh, now, they had that 15-inning marathon Friday night, but Molly uh, – Molly pulled him through. She almost ran out of gas yesterday, guys. Uh, in that in that top of the seventh inning against Florida, I mean, you could see the velocity just wasn't there on her pitches, but uh, she gritted it out and was able to shut down Florida and secure that series. But she is a big part of this team, and again, she's just a junior. She'll be back next year, uh, so uh, you already know the team's going to return their number one pitcher.
3: You know, David, it looks like softball is gaining national popularity. Ole Miss fans are obviously embracing it. But TV has also played a large part in this in this resurgence or this surgeon, should I say.
8: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you turn the television on the SEC Network or ESPN or ESPN2 on the weekends uh, this time of the year and there's softball action on there. And, and I think that is the initial exposure people get to the sport. And then when they make it out to the park, and they see, you know, man, I am right on top of the action here. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in center field, you're only 200 feet away from home plate. And, you know, the infield seating, you're right on top of everything. You hear everything. Ole Miss does a great job in the production of their games with the video board and all of the contests to engage the crowd and things like that. And if you make it out there, you're going to come back because it is such a fan-friendly, fun experience and that product on the field, I mean, i got to tell you guys, I mean, they're upper echelon SEC this year, uh, and that's an interesting point moving ahead. If I were to tell you my thoughts on the four best teams in the SEC this year, it would be Alabama, Auburn, LSU, and Ole Miss. Ole Miss does not play Alabama, LSU, or Auburn, just the way the schedule worked out this <laughs> year at all until the SEC tournament. So, you know, when you look ahead, and they're playing Kentucky and Mississippi State, And teams like that the rest of the way, Ole Miss is going to be favored to win those series.
3: That's interesting. Hey, man, thank you for your time. A lot of excitement around Ole Miss softball. I know you'll be there. I've got to come out and see them too. I do too.
8: Yeah, we need Yancey
3: out there in that outfield. I'm telling you. All right, that's what I I do. Appreciate it, David Johnson. All right,
8: guys. Thank y'all.
3: David Johnson, our cohort with Old Miss Spirit 247 Network. Rebel Flashback is brought to you by Abner's Famous Chicken Tenders, location in Oxford, University Avenue off the square. That's the uh, original. Tupelo, Memphis, and Brandon. Okay, it's a little crow-eating time. Just when I was getting really getting worried about the offense on the Old Miss baseball team, they come through with a big series win over Arkansas and Fayetteville over the weekend. No, they didn't knock the cover off the ball, but they hit it hard. A lot. And they found enough holes in a very good hog defense to accumulate 32 hits and 17 runs in the three-game set. Now, that's more like it. That's a lot better at Missouri last weekend. Uh, last week, we were bemoaning the offense at Missouri. This week, we're praising the offense at Arkansas. Weird, this game called baseball. Up one minute, down the next. But it's the team that hangs in there and realizes how fickle this sport is. That does good things for the season. Is this the turning point for the Rebels? Have they rounded a psychological corner? Who knows? But They will get another crack at another quality SEC foe when ranked Florida rolls into town Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for Grove Bowl weekend. Hopefully next Monday we'll be talking about more Rebel offense and more Rebel wins. This time over the Gators. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Abner's famous chicken tenders. Nancy, what do you think? You think this is a, a, a we got about one minute. Uh, I thought it was the biggest.
4: Yeah, I thought it was the biggest win is in the regular season. Besides, obviously, to win a conference or a division title, he's had in years. Uh, I I really like the way Houston Roth has appeared, uh, looked the last two outings. Yep. I think he's really about to start coming on. I still think for the offense to be everything they can be, like last year, they got to get Cockwell going again. He's there, and then he comes back off. He just starts 0-2 every time he takes the first pitch. Strike. Swings out of the bad. Second pitch, 0-2. Now he's you know just in a bad situation. But if Houston's on his way back, I feel like that extra arm because Huglin it has not been real consistent. You know he he's made it three innings. Sunday starter. Yeah, Sunday starter. So they might need someone like Roth to emerge there to give him an he did opportunity. A nice job, yeah he uh, did. But he did. But going Friday. he did. He went three innings. Uh no did hits get, yeah, no hits and then gave up a couple walks and he took him out and the weekend before I think he went two innings. Uh you know then the weekend before that he went seven and had a great outing. But he, it is what you expected as a freshman. I think the development of Roth is really going to help that pitching style solidify from where it is now.
3: All right, we'll be right back. That's an important message from our for sponsors on Cannon Motor Mississippi Rebel Hill Hotline. Hang tight.
2: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
3: Welcome back, Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. We're very happy to have now uh, the hitting coach for the Ole Miss baseball team, coming off a really good weekend. Mike Clement. Hey, Mike, how you doing, buddy?
9: What's up, fellas? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing really good today. <laughs>
3: You did a lot better, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you notice how we, we never have you on unless y'all hit the ball pretty good, huh? And, and, and here's the thing, fellas. I, I can't tell you how much I
9: appreciate uh, the way you guys uh, work your system when we don't swing it very well. You have to laugh on. <laughs> hey, the pitching is so good. And then uh, it's like a layup point.
3: Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, 30, 32 hits, uh Seventeen runs—you'll take that every weekend, won't you, buddy?
9: Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I'm I'm proud of the way we, way we swung the bats up there in Fayetteville, and, and that's not an easy place to win. I think I, we you know we were on the bus on the way home, and somebody had texted me that they had won fourteen straight, you know, home series, and I think the last team to beat them was us back
4: in seventeen,
9: yep. and um, we just hadn't had that marquee win. You know, we didn't beat Louisville, and and you know, uh, just just. Hadn't played very well and hadn't really swung it very well. And uh, we, we needed to play good against a good team, I think, for a confidence and from a confidence standpoint. And, and we did that. And so, yeah, in answer to your question, really, really proud of our guys. Good effort.
4: And again, you know, you always say that Diller's kind of the one that stirs the drink. And, and you know, he's, he's gone through, so I think he just started getting anxious because he was walking so much earlier when the ball was looking like a beach ball. And, and uh, kind of went in a mini slump, but came out of it uh, Sunday, and and your offense really went, didn't
9: it? Yeah, it did. And 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 we talked before, Chuck, and 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 you know, we talked probably in the preseason, and I think I probably told you at that point, maybe even off the record, that if you told me uh, the kind of year that Thomas Diller was going to have before the year, I'd tell you how good it, how how good we were going to be offensively. And and that's not to put too much pressure on Thomas, but that's just where we're at, and that's who we are, and. You know, we, we need him to be good, and he was this weekend. And when he's good, we're good. And, and, um, again, he's just, you know, he's a veteran guy that, um, he's as good as anybody in the country offensively, you know, at least as well rounded as anybody in the country offensively. And, you know, we, we need him to be good for our offense to go. And, and he certainly was, especially, um, especially yesterday when we kind of broke out.
3: Well, Talk to us a little bit about the lineup change, why why you decided to move Ryan Olenek from uh, fifth to first yesterday. Obviously, at work, had two hits, uh, drove in a run, scored two. So, uh, I mean, good move.
9: Well, it, in hindsight, it was a great move. I, I think it was twofold. I think, number one, um, you know, we did, we weren't getting a ton of production out of Servidio at the top. And, um, you know, when he gets on base, he's, He's really tough to deal with on the bases, but he wasn't getting on base and, um, you know, probably was, was, was going through a little slump himself. And not only that, but, you know, before, before Thomas broke out, you know, we had our four- and five-hole hitters that weren't giving us a whole lot of production. And so to kind of break that up, we, we move all the back to the top, and it's a place he's at least familiar with over the course of his career, the one or the two-hole, and, um, you know, with just a veteran presence up there, you know, I don't think he's going to be overwhelmed by any place that we put him, and so he just kind of is who he is. And we felt like maybe that would spark the offense a little bit, and uh, they, they our our players made us look good.
3: And Cole Zabowski had a big weekend. I know it's good to see him. Uh, he's batting 343, I think, in SEC play, yeah. leading the team. And Greg Kessinger batting 341 or two in SEC play, second on the team. And, and really, Mike, they're the only two guys over 300 in SEC play on the team, which is kind of surprising to me a little bit.
9: Yeah, I think it's a little bit surprising to me, too. Um, now, it's still early, and we've only played three SEC series. And, and to be honest with you, um, You know, and I kind of knew it before we played them. Missouri was going to be, you know, a really tough matchup for us. Just how we're geared up. They threw three left-hand pitchers at us, and um, you know, besides Texas A&M, I think Missouri is the is the next toughest matchup for us from an offensive standpoint. Um, Just because it's uh, it's left-handed, and we handle right-handed really, really well, which we saw this weekend. But um, and so that's three of those of those nine. But Zebo has really swung it well, and it's kind of a carryover from last year. You know, Zebo was – him and Keenan were our two best guys inside of SEC play, and, and they kind of carried us in those games. But it wasn't only uh, – it's not only him, but I think the last time we talked, Gray wasn't swinging it very well, and I felt really confident that he would. And, and to be honest with you guys, we need him to because um, against left-handed pitching we haven't been as good. and um, You know, we need our right-handed bats to come around a little bit.
4: Coach – Go ahead. Um, you know, speaking of the right-handed bats, I think the guy that has really opened my eyes the biggest this summer is is Cooper Johnson. Just how solid he's been. I mean, he rarely goes with a game without a hit, and and puts so many quality bat- bats together. Just talk about his progression.
9: Man, you're exactly right. I, I think from a maturity standpoint, and from a you know, just a playing standpoint, he has come as far as anybody in the last two years. I'm, I'm just so proud of him. I, I you know, I think uh, you know, I talked to a, to a scout or a cross-checker the other day and I just don't have enough good things to say about him. We know what he is defensively and he can completely change the game from the defensive side of things and he's always been able to do that, but, you know, the offense always lags behind a little bit, but he's just showing a great approach and He's not uh, not taking that bats off, and you know when you throw him a fastball, he's going to get a swing off. And he's strong, and you saw, you know, arguably, you know, the best pitcher in our league, you know, in Cronin, who hadn't given up an earned run all year on Friday night. You know, he throws a 95 mile an hour fastball, and Coop turns it around and hits it as far as anybody hit a hit a ball all weekend. And um, unfortunately, on Friday night, it wasn't a three run home run, but. Um, you know that just shows where he's at from a confidence standpoint. From, uh, um, you know, just where, where, how far he's come in two years from an offensive standpoint. I'm so proud of him. I, I just don't have enough good things to say about about where he's at mentally and physically and everything else.
3: All right, I got to ask you a tough question, Mike. And and Lord have mercy. The only reason I ask this is because we we have so much faith in him, Yancey and I do for sure. When is when are we gonna get Chase Cockrell going? Yeah, it's 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 a tough one um, because you, you know you think you get him go
9: midweek against uh, against Memphis and he has three hits and and has a really big game and you think all right this is the guy that we that we saw last year and then he has a really really tough Friday night. Now he wasn't the only one that had a tough Friday night against one of the better pitchers in our league, but um, you know. He, he's a guy we got to get going. You know, we talked about our struggles against left handed pitching, and he's a big piece of that, and, and he knows that. And, you know, when, uh, when he doesn't swing it against left handed pitching, uh, and it turns Dillard around right handed, and it, it's left on left against Zebo, and it's left on left against Keenan, you know, you need someone else in there who can be productive and, and, and you know, can have some, have some slugging percentage for us, and cockles that guy, and he just hasn't gotten it going yet. And well, so, is,
3: it, um, is it patience or or um, what's going on with him in, in your mind in an analytical sense?
9: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's more, you know, uh, uh, picking up a breaking ball, to be honest with you, and just chasing mm-hmm. a little bit. And I think he got off to a rough start. And he got off such a good start last year, which I think he was able to take a deep breath and just kind of relax and play. And this year he got off to a rough start, and I think he's pressing a little bit, just to be mm-hmm. honest with you. And Yeah. Um, I think – you know, if, if if we're able to get him a few hits and be able to get him to relax a little bit, he's going to be a key piece. You know, we're only halfway through this thing, and um, he's a guy we need to to, to, to swing the bat.
4: Um, no, no question, no question. I, I, you just want to get him going a little bit before postseason play. You know, just get that because get, when he's he's like that Dillard tight presence at the plate where we're I mean when he hits the ball he you know it arrives at a bad mood so to speak. I mean he he squares that ball up and it just it just adds a dimension to the offense that I don't think anybody else can provide.
9: Hey Amen. You're exactly right. I I couldn't say it better. I mean he has as much right handed power as anybody I've ever coached and um if he puts the bat on the ball, um good things happen because it comes off the barrel the, the way it's supposed to. It's just about putting the bat on the ball and getting good counts and getting fastballs and being able to drive them. And um, we'll continue to work. That's he, he, he's an important guy. You know, you talk about hopefully he gets going by postseason play. I sure as heck hope he gets it going cool before that. Um, you know that'll give that'll give the hitting coach a lot of gray hairs. But uh, <laughs> I think he will. You know, he's he's been too good for us over the course of his career not to get it going.
3: You know, uh, coach, I'm I'm big about looking at batting averages. In conference play, and I know you've got a small sample size—only nine games out of 30 conference games for the year. Uh, but Cole is batting 315 overall and 343 in conference. Gray's batting 281 overall, but 342 in conference. Cooper's about 281 both—you know—out of conference and in conference overall, and and in conference, and. Everybody else is kind of kind of dragging around a little bit, and if we can get Tyler Keenan going, uh, get Olenek going, get Dillard going, get Cockrell going, this offense, which we know they're all capable of doing, no mm-hmm. question, uh, this offense is going to be dynamite. Yeah, I think so too, and, and and I feel confident about it.
9: I think the good is, you know, we've walked a bunch. We don't strike out much, and I think uh, – you know, I think it's a matter of time, especially for Keenan and Dillard. I gee, it's just too hard to hold those guys down for very long. And um, you know, like you said, it's a small sample size. It's only nine games, and you know, if we're not even a third of the way through the conference season, and we got a bunch to go. Obviously, it's really good competition, but uh, but I think those guys are ready to roll. I think uh, you know, you just can't hold them down for that long. They're too good,
4: Coach. Uh, a couple pitching questions. I know this isn't your. Expertise, but I know you probably know about him. Last week, uh, Bianco, or the week before when we had him on, said he was up to ninety-one miles per hour, and the bullpen was getting better. How close is he to returning? And who's starting on the mound for you tomorrow? Uh,
9: and again, like I said, it's not it's not my area, but but I, but I think he's close. I think he keeps coming. I think um, it's it's been slow steps, but uh, but but it's steps nonetheless, and um, he can he continues to make. Make, make progress, and I and I and I hope it's close um, because uh, you know every bit helps. You know we're in the, we're in the toughest conference in the in the entire country, so uh, you know we we, we we'll, we'll take any help we can get.
4: What about on the mound uh, this uh, tomorrow for you?
9: Tomorrow we're going to go with Max Chopey. Um, oh, cool. Max Chofey. I'm 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 not sure has made a start in his career. Yeah, um, right. but he's a guy that. Uh, that we have not, uh, that, that we didn't use this weekend and he's a straight thrower and, um, you know, we're, we're looking for some, uh, for some big week innings and I think it's his turn and, uh, I think we feel pretty good about it. So, um, he's kind of a bulldog on the mound. He's also from Chicago and so we've talked a ton about, you know, what Cooper's mindset is. He's kind of cut out of the same mold as Cooper. They're roommates. So, um, he, you know, it's always questionable when, when that's the battery, mate, because they may fight each other in the middle of the game, but, um, you know, he's a hard-nosed kid that's going to get after him. We're excited about trophies starting tomorrow.
3: Obviously, again, I'm going to stay on the mound for a second. Uh, got great performances out of Tyler Myers and Austin Miller over the weekend uh, in relief, uh, particularly Myers. Four innings of two-hit ball in that 10-5 uh, to five win. I mean, they just held Arkansas at bay.
9: Yeah, uh, you know, as as good as we were offensively yesterday – uh, you know, I think Myers was the MVP. I mean, it's just he was the guy that came in and solidified the game, allowed us to stay in the game, allowed us to run away from them, and they just you know, he just pounded the zone with three pitches and, and was so good for us. Um, and, and, you know, Miller has done that all year. You know, Miller has been so good. He's been possibly our most valuable pitcher and, uh, and has been so good. But Myers has been the surprise over his last three or four outings and a uh, I think you'll see him continue to get a a bigger role in our bullpen um, as we progress.
3: Talk a little bit about Florida, Coach. You got them coming in here, another ranked team. What else is new in the SEC? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, (laughs) last year it seemed like, uh, if I remember right, either last year or the year before they had three starters that were above 95 or right at 95. Are are they still that potent?
9: I think you're going to see that same kind of velocity this weekend. Um, The only thing with Florida is they're really young, and so they're young offensively, um, and they got some older guys on the mound that have some experience. But uh, it's it's big time prospects, like like is typical with Florida. But um, I think uh, you know they're 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 going to present a huge challenge for us. Like you said, it's just another weekend in the SEC, but we got them at home, which is huge. you know they're not used to the kind of atmosphere I think we'll see on the Grove Bowl weekend, um, and uh, and we usually have some success knock on wood against them. You know at, at least at, at least at our park. So, uh, but they're they're supremely talented. I, you know their recruiting classes are in the top five in the country every single year. So we're gonna have our hands full. We need to play well to win
3: coach last last comment from me and I, I like a comment from you and appreciate your time obviously no question I thought that it showed a little bit or not a little bit but a lot of fortitude to to lose Friday night five to three and you know we hadn't been playing that well we'd lost a couple to Louisville lost to East Carolina lost the series to Missouri but we we gutted up and won a close game Saturday and then kind of just relaxed and blew them out yesterday, I, sh- I thought that showed a lot of character, Coach. Yeah, I think so, too.
9: Um, I I got to be honest with you, Mike challenged our guys on Friday night. You know, he really did after the game. We're in, in right field in Fayetteville, and he really he really challenged our guys, and I give I give Mike a lot of credit. You know, he's been around a long time. He's been around this league for you probably 25 or 30 years as a player, an assistant coach, or a head coach, and um, he punched the right right button this weekend and um, really challenged our older guys and, um, you know, kind of asked them, what what do you want to be? You know, do you want to let this thing just just slip through your fingers and talk about how there's time left, but we need to have a sense of urgency and came out and got a great effort out in the KZ on Saturday and then obviously we're really good offensively on Sunday, so uh, I was proud of our guys how they responded. Yeah, you're right. It, it was uh, it was gut check time, and you know on the road against the you know top five team in the country, and and uh, I think our guys proved something. They they showed themselves something. So, but as you guys know, in this way you can't get too high or too <laughs> yeah, low. It's
3: no. no. Got, got
9: another one coming this weekend that could uh, that could slap you right in the face.
3: No question, no doubt. Well, good luck this weekend, coach. And again, thank you for. All your time, and, and we certainly appreciate your insight on what's going on with with the offense, and uh, and good luck. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks, Coach. Mike Clement, uh, hitting coach for Ole Miss. At, uh, Max Chofis
4: is going to get his first start. Yeah, and I like that. I do. Greer's even, you know, making more progress uh, in the bullpen sessions, and I like what I'm hearing.
3: Yep. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight.
2: This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now... Back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
3: All right, welcome back. Candid Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Uh, We're going to go to the control room here and get with uh, Mr. Jack Schultz on Around the SEC. Go for it.
2: Around the SEC, brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt, located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard.
7: It's hard to believe, but March is over, and the NCAA tournament is down to just four teams. The SEC is represented by Auburn, advancing to its first-ever Final Four berth. Bruce Pearl's fifth-seeded Tigers upended another conference foe, Kentucky, the second-seeded team in their bracket, 77-71 in overtime yesterday. Auburn is now riding a 12-game winning streak dating back to the regular season, including their SEC championship run and four wins now in the NCAA tournament. The Tigers will be without their starter, Chuma Okiki, who was injured in the Sweet 16 game against North Carolina. They will play the only one seed remaining, Virginia. On the women's side, the last SEC team remaining was eliminated yesterday. Mississippi State, a heavy favorite, was upset by Oregon, falling short of the Final Four. In baseball news, several key series mixed up the SEC standings this week. Mississippi State, ranked number 8 nationally, lost two games at home against number 12 LSU. The Tigers back-ended their series scoring 21 total runs in the final 2 games of the weekend. Arkansas, ranked in the top 10 as well, lost a home series to Ole Miss as the Rebels escaped Fayetteville with a pair of wins. Series to watch this week include number 4 Vanderbilt traveling to number 7 Georgia, number 11 Texas A&M, the surprise of the SEC so far this season, will be in Baton Rouge to face number 12 LSU and number 18 Ole Miss hosts number 21 Florida. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everyone.
3: All right, thank you, Jack. Good job as usual. Um, all right, big weekend this weekend.
4: Yeah.
3: Florida, who was ranked as high as number five, I don't know when they're, when they're ranked uh, right now, but uh, got them coming in here Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7 p.m., Sunday at 1.30. And the Grove Bowl... Is at 3 p.m. Saturday in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Admissions free for the Grove Bowl, so uh, no reason not to stop in there and watch next year's Rebel football team.
4: It should be, I mean, I think it's going to be an an interesting day for even us, the media, because we haven't gotten to see a whole lot how this new 3-4 is going to run. And and, and Rich Rods, this spread, uh, you know, really going to use a lot of smaller type scat-back guys where Elijah Moore and Tyler Knights can really shine in. Just want to see how the offensive systems look so far.
3: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to me too. Uh, again, Florida coming in here Friday 630, Saturday 7, Sunday one thirty, Grove Bolt, 3 p.m. Saturday. Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler, Side-by-side side or lawnmower, Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Good? Well, this is one of the weeks I really like. 90% good for Rebel fans. One, the baseball team traveled to Fayetteville, as we've talked about, for an hour to take on number 8 Arkansas and won the series after losing a tough game Friday night. The Rebels took uh, Saturday's game 4-3 to in a hard-fought battle and then exploded on Sunday for a 10-5 to victory to clinch the series. It's almost as if the relief of Saturday's game just allowed them to really relax and play good, solid baseball Sunday. It's difficult to win an SEC series anywhere, but to win one on the road is extra special, particularly against a ranked opponent in your own division. Cole Zabowski and Greg Kessinger were the offensive stars of the weekend for Ole Miss. Both are hitting well over 300 in conference play, and there are only two Rebs over 300 in conference play. Uh, Thomas Dillard came around some Sunday, and that was good to see, so that's another good. Two, the Rebel softball team took two of three from nationally ranked Florida, visiting Oxford, and had an all-golden opportunity to sweep, but lost a 15-inning game in the opener Friday, Abby Latham's Grand Slam walk-off homer in the second game gave the Rebs an extra inning win of their own. And then they took the series with a 3-1 win Sunday. Molly Jacobson and Brittany Finney did all of the pitching on the weekend. And except for the three-run homer in the 15th on Friday, they pitched lights out. Three, the only men's basketball team to defeat any Final Four participant twice was Ole Miss who took down Auburn both times in the regular season. That's an interesting tidbit. The Good, Bad, and Ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Again, big weekend. Grove Bowl, 3 p.m. Saturday, uh, but it's flanked by baseball. Friday at 6.30. Saturday at 7 p.m. after the Grove Bowl. Sunday at 1.30. Tomorrow, uh, Max Trophy starting.
4: First one.
3: Yeah, first start. So... uh a lot of action going on here. Ben didn't call us about a, uh, or text me about a basketball commitment, so I guess we didn't get one. Uh, oh, he's
4: coming. It's just been technicalities the whole time.
3: Yeah, you're, you, you've you been doing recruiting long enough to oh, know. I know I, well, yeah, but that's <laughs>
4: according to what, you know, just getting all that since it knows with the press conference. This teammate committed to Alabama, I believe it was yesterday, and, just you know, they like to make it a big chaboo now when they make these commitments.
3: Yeah, but you know, I, until they commit, until they it's sign, a twenty prospect. I, 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 you, know, just,
4: you know, yeah, you're too old.
3: Yeah, I am. You're exactly <laughs> right. Too old for the drama of I'm recruiting. I'm almost getting there. I, I really am almost there. The drama of recruiting is just wow.
4: Yes, yeah, it's, it's much more fun when things are going well
3: in it. Yeah, no question. <laughs> All right. Is that the sign out, Rhino? All right. We'll see y'all next week on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Good night.
4: Howdy Toddy.